Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Gold Podcast. I'm your host for today, Jade Williams, delighted to be presenting this exclusive teaser to our latest Catalyst interview, which features Peter Arnsorg, who is the global haematology franchise head over at Roche. The entire article is out tomorrow, so do be sure to check it out in full. But for now, I'm going to be taking you through some exclusive audio snippets that we've taken out from the interview. Let's get into it. So, as I mentioned, Peter is Roche's global haematology franchise head, and he operates out of Basel in Switzerland. He joined the company in the early 2000s, initially as a project manager in oncology, moving up the ranks to where he now oversees a portfolio of 20 medicines for blood disorders. He's a biochemist by training, and in this first clip, we'll hear about his entry into the pharmaceutical sphere. So to be honest, it was complete serendipity, uh, right? I I think I, I had realized at the end of my PhD that I was never going to be the world's greatest academic researcher. Um, I was really missing sort of more people interaction. And, and also, frankly, I, I don't get enough energy out of uh, sort of going narrow and deep. I get a lot of energy out of going broad. And, and so I think as many people at that stage in their, in their sort of career um, as scientists, I didn't really know what to do. Um, and, and my luck, if you will, or serendipity was I, I ran into someone randomly uh, from Roche who basically said, well, you're still a pretty young guy. Why don't you come and do a traineeship with us and sort of figure out what this industry is all about? And, and sort of this opportunity to really not, not move straight into one job, but sort of get a chance to see sort of a broad spectrum of roles in, in the pharmaceutical industry was, was something that I found super intriguing at that time. And, you know, honestly, now um, I, uh, I'm just so thankful for that journey. And along the line, I was able to work in a midsize affiliate. Um, I was uh, able to work in the U.S. for Genentech. I was able to build... Um, a sales team from scratch to launch a skin cancer drug. As a lifecycle leader in, in global product strategy, um, I was part of the team who launched uh, that launched the first liver cancer drug for Roche. Um, so it's been, you know, a, a really rich and rewarding journey that that followed on that uh, that traineeship. Well, it surely has been a bit of a wild ride for Peter over his time in the industry. An incredibly rich and rewarding career, as he mentioned, for sure. While he may not have felt cut out to be the world's greatest academic researcher, as he put it, he's certainly doing some great work in the industry today. Speaking of that great work he's doing, next up, we'll be hearing all about how Roche is working to improve access to its medicines in developing countries. It's very difficult, um, depending on healthcare systems, to get reimbursement by by the system for for innovation, particularly cutting-edge innovation. Um, And so... You know, I think Rush is trying to um, to do a number of different things uh, in in that arena. One is we are very actively investing into maturing healthcare systems, um, particularly in the developing world. A big focus of our colleagues working in these countries is actually focused on helping to um, evolve the healthcare system so that maybe not today, but in the future, there is more more ability for patients actually to have access to medicines. Um, The second thing we're doing where possible and where that makes sense, um, we're also trying to make our drugs available through charitable sort of organizations uh, like the World Federation for Hemophilia 
in countries where you know there is there is literally no system in through which patients can have access to our therapies and and that's been a collaboration in in particular with WFH that uh, that we're very proud of lastly um for for some uh, diseases, for example, sickle cell anemia, which is one of the areas that, that we're very interested in. Um, we're also very actively researching drug modalities, in, in this case, orals, that we, we know are going to be much easier to address uh, those diseases in, in the developing world as compared to, um, you know, these sort of super fancy technologies like gene therapy, which, you know, may, may be an amazing solution, but you know, even in the midterm are going to be really, really difficult to sort of make viable in, uh, in, in developing countries. It's really great to see that long-term initiative from Roche to make sure they're investing in maturing healthcare systems around the globe. Rome wasn't built in a day after all, and change doesn't happen overnight. It's a really positive move from industry to see that continuous effort towards ensuring that medicines reach those most in need through the easiest means, like that oral medicines example Peter shared. Finally, Peter spoke to his leadership skills and how they've evolved over his years in the industry. The one thing I enjoyed the most at Roche is that I never felt I had to be someone who I am not. And, uh, you know, being my authentic, true self, um, I feel has always been the most powerful element of, of my leadership and something that I feel this organization has always really encouraged me to be. Um, I don't think I am done learning to be a leader um, and, and sort of this continuous journey, this hunger to, to continue to um, improve, uh, watch other leaders around me. Um, and and grow. I, I think that's also something that uh, I'm I'm really truly in, enjoying and and have done so. And I think something that's very much a part of the leader I'm trying to to be. But in the end, I I think it comes down to one really pivotal event in in my career um, that I still very vividly remember. And and that was when I first started um, to lead a, a team at, at Genentech. I, I had my first one-on-one -on -one with my manager back then, and you know we were launching a new drug in the in the U.S. There was a lot of pressure, um, you know, high stakes, high expectations. I was you know fully prepared to talk about the business and and everything we were doing to ensure success. And the moment I I sat down in in the chair, my manager asked me, "Well, so Peter, tell me how are your people doing?" And I was completely surprised. But the lesson right from from that uh, that event is something that has stuck with me throughout my entire career. As a leader, it's always about your people, and uh, frankly, that's something that that I have always prioritized. And I I think if you have a great team, if you have motivated people, you can do almost anything. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's the mission we're on as as leaders: uh, finding finding the right people, creating the right environment for them, giving the right guardrails so that they can be as creative and expansive and and powerful as uh, they can be. It is so valuable to be able to be your authentic self at work and at home, and it sounds like Peter has been enabled to do that at his company. It's really great to see his hunger to improve his leadership and carry on growing. There is no top and you can always improve on the person that you want to be. 
I also think it's quite applicable to get caught up in the numbers and expectations of your role. And it's really important to remember the human aspect and value the people that are working with you. It's always about your people, as Peter so aptly put it. I also really enjoyed hearing him say that motivated people can do almost anything. Helping the people around you to succeed not only helps the betterment of their careers, but it also better benefits patients at the end of the cycle. Well, that's all we've got time for today. I really hope you've enjoyed hearing from Peter. If you'd like to hear some more of his insights, do be on the lookout for his full Catalyst interview released tomorrow. Until next time, thank you for listening. It's goodbye from me. Bye.